have been flung out from his mouth to, right. the, to the, are insane. You, a nasty woman, me hear you say, hell yeah. We're going to hold on to him by the nose and we're going to kick him in the ass. We're going to kick the hell out of him all the time and we're going to go through him like crap through a goose. From the expat home of the resistance, it's the Bill Show. And now, brothers and sisters in solidarity, here's Bill and Randy. Show 291, ladies and gentlemen, your update on homicide, genocide, environmental apocalypse, racism, sexism, and whether Amber Heard put shit in Johnny Depp's bed. Uh, can I say that I don't care? Depp's going to be over 60 in two years. Those are going to be the golden years. He can shit in his own bed as far as I'm concerned. No more pirate sex with fashion models, Johnny. Just round stand in a pair of Depends. That's all you're getting. Uh, I had to get that one out. I had to get that one out. So, so what do you think of this uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing there, Randy? Well, I think it's ridiculous. Um, it's, so, it's such a public thing. Uh, he sues her. She sues him. He said this. She said that. Yes, yeah. you're right. He's going to be shitting his own bed any day now because he'll be old. He'll be old. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Amber Heard is an actress. No, not, not she's in, I'm sorry. Well, she's in a movie, and now they're deciding. Uh, there was a public uh, outcry about Amber Heard, and they want to cut her out of this film. Which film? Like they did, like they did with Kevin Spacey. Oh, they yeah. want to cut Amber Heard out of Aquaman 2. Are they going to are they going to get Christopher Plummer to to double her in this new No, cuz oh, he's, no, he's dead. He's dead. He's oh, dead. Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry Edelweiss, <laughs> Well, along those lines, you know, Johnny did like his sex and so I I plucked this out of the onion for our little thing by the way. Uh Oh, by the way, should we have the news theme? Yeah, let's have the news theme. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Bill Show News. All the news that's fit to print with our Fixed in Post Orchestra. Thank you. There they are. Right there. Okay. And uh, this is from thank the... Thank God they don't belong to the union. Thank God. They're, no, non- <laughs> they're non-union child labor. All of them. Bust <laughs> <laughs> them to, uh, I don't know, some vacant lot somewhere outside of the city limits after they hit 18. Trust me, it's all legal. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, from The Onion, KY introduces new drowsy nighttime lube. I don't know why this struck my fancy. It just did. Introducing a variation of the brand's well-known water Did you say you got it stuck in your pants? What is... Okay, sorry. <laughs> You know, KY has a Krispy Kreme flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fatty's just like us, you know? You don't want to eat and have sex as two different things. You just want to do it. Yeah. It makes you want to eat ass just to taste the donuts. As it goes on, introducing a variation of the brand's well-known water-based personal lubricant, officials at KY announced Friday that their line of sexual enhancement products would be expanded to include a new drowsy nighttime lubricant called KYPM is uh, those... Yeah, did you say BM? KYPM. Yeah. No, PM. 
Yeah. For those people who are looking to bring a little more intimacy and a lot more sleep into the bedroom. <laughs> Brand representative Blair Espinoza said of the new lavender-scented sex and sleep aid, when you're exhausted but too horny to fall asleep, use KYPM so you can have wetter, more intense orgasms followed by an immediately good night's rest. Just one note of caution, do not drive or operate heavy machinery while having sex with this lube. The new product follows last year's launch of KYAM, a non-drowsy drowsy formula that was designed for people who like to be fully alert during sex and has since been discontinued during the, due to the poor sales. <laughs> you just want to use that morning wood, don't you, and get no splitters. Morning wood. Yeah, my morning wood without splitters, yeah, that's it. What do you say, if memory serves? <laughs> well, lavender, is, yeah. lavender does help with memory, so. Yeah, well, no. Sex, sex, sex. A little way to think about it. Sex, 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 sex. Yeah. It's right on the tip of. It's right on the tip uh, of my no. tongue. Oh fuck! God, I knew it went there first. Uh, it tastes hear- like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I hadn't written this actually. Now, as we here at the Bill Show endorse the use of KYPM. In fact, I'm using it now. Now it's time. Uh, there's the action. Get a grip, Bill. Get a grip. Actually, Get a grip. Yeah, this is absolutely true. And I read this on the internet, so I know it to be true, ladies and gentlemen. Groundbreaking research finds that the human brain creates multi dimensional neural structures. The brain continues to surprise us with its magnificent complexity. Groundbreaking research that combines neuroscience. With math tells us that our brain creates neurostructures with up to 11 dimensions when it processes information. Unfortunately, when it is interpreted, it's scrawled on a wall in poo by a circus chimp named Zippy. <laughs> that's that's possible. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the that's reaction from an audience from a joke. Oh, that's actually quite feasible, you know. <laughs> quite feasible. Uh, not a funny line, but, uh, you know, anatomically, I believe scientifically we can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a time-release joke. And then you'll get, I don't know, if you've had some KYPM, you know, you'll wake up, it'll happen to you. In other news, entering the endangered species list for this year, Russian oligarchs. Yes, swanking it up with your your trash friends at sleazy discotheques and buying up what's left of the British Empire ain't what it used to be. Evidently, a curious number of Russian oligarchs have died since the invasion of Ukraine, or as or as Vlad likes to call it, not a war, but uh, I don't know, a visit to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, this actually. <laughs> There'll be sorry. Still be chicks and chocolates. Come on, guys, let's go. Where are we? I have no fucking uh, idea. Uh, okay, so this is actually a story uh, that caught my interest from MSNBC. So let's have a listen to this now. This is Sergei Protosenya. Until recently, he lived comfortably in France with an estimated wealth of more than $400 million. Money he made as a former top manager of the Kremlin-connected Russian gas giant Novatech. He's basically the textbook example of an oligarch. 
On Tuesday, he was found dead in a rented villa in Spain. According to the Spanish news outlet Telecinco, Spanish police found his wife and daughter dead with axe and knife wounds inside the villa, Protosenia hanging by a bathrobe in the garden. Spanish police believe this is an isolated case of domestic violence and say this is not connected to any criminal gangs or similar cases. This is Vadislav Avayev. He was the former vice president of the Russian Gazprom Bank, which is the bank connected to Russia's biggest oil company, Gazprom. It's Russia's third largest bank. Now, before that, he worked in the Russian office of the president and in the state Duma. On Monday, he was found dead in his luxury apartment in Moscow, along with his pregnant wife and 13-year-old daughter who had cerebral palsy. Russian state-run press says that all three died from bullet wounds and that 13 guns were discovered at the scene, including one that was found in Avayev's hand. They also report that the apartment had been locked from the inside, making impossible, in their telling, that anyone but Avayev could have been involved. Now, these could absolutely be totally unconnected cases of men killing their families and then themselves. What are the odds that two Russian oligarchs with connections to the Kremlin and the oil industry decide to kill themselves within 24 hours of each other? And what are the odds that four have since, have since done so since Putin invaded Ukraine? The Ukrainian-born Russian oligarch Mikhail Watford, who made a fortune in Russian oil and gas in the 90s, was found dead in his $23 million mansion in England on February the 28th. And on the day after Russia invaded Ukraine, February 25th, the financial director at Russia's biggest oil company, Gazprom, was found dead in a cottage near St. Petersburg. Now, again, these could all be unconnected individual cases of murder and suicide. Both domestic violence and suicide are unfortunately common things around the world, but these cases deserve a little bit of context. USA Today put out an incredible report back in 2017 in which they documented 38 cases of prominent Russians who had died suspiciously in the previous three years. They included 10 high-profile critics of Putin, seven diplomats, six associates of Kremlin power brokers, 13 military or political leaders involved in the conflict over eastern Ukraine. Twelve were shot, stabbed, or beaten to death. Six were blown up. One died of mysterious head injuries. One reportedly slipped and hit his head in a public bath. One was hanged in a jail cell, and one died after drinking coffee, end quote. You got to love Vlad's retirement plan, don't you? However, it's not all depressing. 96-year-old Angela Lansbury is, in fact, rebooting her best-loved series. Here's the promo. Are you sick and tired of watching evil people get away with genocide but still want a familiar sweet piece of nostalgia TV on a Saturday night? Well, wait no more, America. Yes, premiering this summer on the Bill Show Network, join Angela Lansbury and Tom Bosley as former Putin-loving Russian oligarchs move into Cabot Cove. Yes, watch the karma-filled comedy as they drop like flies in car crashes, boating accidents, Mine shaft explosions and mass murders while Tom and Angela drink tea and try to remember their fucking lines. This week, former star of Three's Company, Suzanne Summers, guest stars as a near-sighted gun instructor at a firing range. Yes, it's definitely Russian roulette this Saturday. Be there only on the Bill Show Network, Randy. I love the Bill Show Network. You like that? 
Yeah, it, stream, it streams right into the cesspool. That's right. You know, and by the way, next next week's uh, guest star is David Jansen, uh, formerly oh. fugitive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you're young and you're listening to this podcast, ask your parents; they'll tell you. Uh, and this ask is your grandparents. Ask your grandparents. <laughs> it's an old show. <laughs> you know, I keep wondering why we don't have a large listenership. They're all fucking dead. You know, that's it. Man. <laughs> Really serious. Well, Tom Bosley's dead, so that won't be oh, a very no. interesting uh, uh, show. Yeah, I mean, they're all dead. Jesus Christ. Anyway, the last one yeah, is, like uh, uh, this is not from me. This is from the Borowitz Report, but it struck my fancy, so I'm including it. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene claims she was abducted by a Jewish spaceship on January 6th. The Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene justified on Friday that she could not have played a part in the January 6th 2021 insurrection because she had been abducted by a Jewish spaceship earlier that day. I was walking down the street minding my own business when suddenly a Jewish teleporting beam levitated me into the hull of an orbiter. They had this big panel with flashing lights and knobs on it that they were using to control the government, the news media, and the entertainment industry. And the space lasers. Yeah, space lasers. After observing her for several hours, the Rothschilds returned her to Earth unharmed, she said. My biggest fear was that the Rothschilds had implanted something in my head to control my mind the way they control wildfires, she testified. Fortunately, my brain is the same as it's always been. Thank God for that. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> they use KYAM to yeah. do an anal, pro, yeah. anal probe. Yeah. This is what this is what I've I've been on the road as you as you might know. I'm, I'm actually not in the van tonight, but I've been on the van and I've had this lovely time sitting on beaches and not giving a shit. And then and then every time I pick up my phone and I read anything, I, I just I just oh fuck. Just leave me alone. <laughs> well, that's why the Bill Show is such a catharsis for you, because you get to catch up with all this shit. I'm actually pretty happy. I don't know. I'm pretty zoned out. I, I don't know. I feel guilty every time I pick up the phone. I have this thing, though. If you complain about, look, Randy, if you complain about chicken shit, you know, next time you're standing by the station, all right, or you're, you're, you're waiting for public transport, and somebody's like, I can't get coverage. The trains are late. I hate that. So, you know, like, one word, man, Ukraine. Yeah, you know what that is? Frank, that's French for shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> we have no problems, ladies and gentlemen. We have no problems. I Nothing pisses me off than listening to... No, the prices of gas are going up. You know, and I was like, oh, I'm sitting there going, man, we we uh, who are lucky enough to be living uh, during this time and not have the problems that some people have. It just, it's uh, sometimes it's just so awful. It just really is awful. And this is the comedy show, so I thought I'd call, call up. And yeah, you thought you'd really put some cold water yeah, on it. <laughs> this is miracle. We're just joking. It's not really bad at all. <laughs> I think I told you my daughter has to have a bag uh, with all of her necessities by the door. I know. Uh, she lives in Latvia, which is a NATO country. It's country in Eastern Europe, ladies and gentlemen. Latvia. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the three Baltic states, but it borders on both Belarus and um, Russia. But uh, she lives in uh, Riga, 
um, uh, on the water, and uh, she has to have a, a bag by the door, and in case she has to leave in 30 seconds, she can grab it and have uh, all her necessities, like a, you know, like a bolt bag. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's some dark shit. Anyway, listen, uh, I'm going to sign off a little bit earlier. Uh, early. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, and I'm going to start us. Uh, we're going to play some comedy for you, and then we're going to straight into Randy's rant for show 291. We'll be back. It again. is. Okay. Back soon. Hi, welcome to Full Frontal. I'm Samantha B. Tonight, I'd like to talk about men, if only to give them a short break from talking about themselves. Republicans are sounding the alarm because masculinity is in danger. And taking the lead on this non-issue is Tucker Carlson. There's been a 50% decline in sperm counts in uh, the last 40 years, along with a precipitous decline in testosterone production. Hard times inevitably produce men who are tough, men who are resourceful, men who are strong enough to survive. And then they go on to re-establish order, and so the cycle begins again. Do you think that's what an erection sounds like? Man, you've got to love a documentary that has the same energy as an ad for toilet wipes for insecure dudes. Tucker's new documentary apparently claims that men are physically weaker than they used to be, which translates to weaker political leadership. Clearly, he hasn't seen Nancy Pelosi doing reps at Gold's Gym. She can bench press a McConnell and a half. Yet that doesn't appear to be the most ridiculous argument made in the film. Would you recommend uh, young men to tan their balls? To what? If you want to optimize and take it uh, to another level, expose yourself to red light therapy. Yes. Um, and the juve um, that we were using in the documentary, there's a massive amount Which of that. Which is testicle tanning. It's testicle tanning. Oh, no, don't. The left would hate it if conservatives began sunburning their balls. Sam B said, don't sunburn your balls, so it sure would own her if you did. Well, Tucker frames this treatment as taint tanning. It's actually just red light therapy. Experts say there's very little evidence it works, and one urologist said red light cannot penetrate the dartus or the tunical albuginia, which I guess is science for nutsack skin. Either way, the treatment sounds a lot like anti-aging LED light masks, so at best, these dudes will have smooth, even-toned dongles that are red carpet ready. As weird as genital tanning sounds, it's not surprising that Tucker Carlson wants to irradiate your junk. If you rearrange the letters in his name, it even spells Tancock's Ruler. Tucker's documentary is a continuation of what he's been promoting on his show for years. Men don't need help. They're the patriarchy. They're fine, more than fine. But are they fine? Increasingly, boisterous masculinity is systematically suppressed to make way for a timid caretaker class. Men feel that they can't be men. Falling testosterone levels, which have completely reshaped our society, and falling sperm counts, which may make it impossible to continue the human race. When men make less than women in their potential dating pool, women tend to consider them less attractive marriage partners. When men fail, all of us suffer. Women, on average, are scoring higher on IQ tests than men are. First of all, solid self-own. Second, who cares? People who talk about their IQ scores are already the worst. That's gender neutral. 
But Tucker's obsession reflects a larger trend. Right-wing politicians claim masculinity is under constant attack by our modern world. Last year, J.D. Vance defended Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse after he killed two people, saying Rittenhouse was just displaying manly virtue. Meanwhile, North Carolina Representative Madison Cawthorn said at an event that society is trying to demasculate young men and urged mothers to raise their sons to be monsters. After which, his mom stood up and yelled, Done! I did it. But the most visible politician backing this nonsense is Missouri Senator and consumptive scarecrow Josh Hawley. The left want to define traditional masculinity as toxic. As conservatives, we've got to call men back to responsibility. Spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you, your family, or this country. Fine, Josh. So where should I watch my porn? I haven't had a VCR for months. Republicans are even framing the decline of masculinity as a threat to national security. We're seeing Democratic politicians and these woke lefty bureaucrats and, and lefty media reporters trying to destroy the American military, trying to turn it in into, frankly, a bunch of pansies. And nobody knows the military better than Ted Cruz, who bravely fought in Normandy with a French waiter who mixed up his order on vacation. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. And it's Randy time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you, Samantha B. Um, She's she loves to take down Tucker Carlson and a lot of the other commentators. Uh, that was all about testicle tanning, which is um, I don't know a trend. Uh, they do vagina tanning as well. Uh, I I just don't want to have sunburn junk because I imagine that would really hurt. But they and say it's good. For- by 2050, we're all getting a sunburn junk. Okay, <laughs> like, they don't all- care. Okay. We'll be dead by then, so I'll be uh, dead. I'll be cremated. Yeah, that that's that's a bad case of sunburn. Your kids um, are there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah. So, thank you, Samantha B. Now, Randy's rant. Oh, wow. Right, Randy. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My rant is about something. You know, uh, we, uh, your friend uh, Elon Musk. Oh, you know. found some change behind the cushions in his couch and bought Twitter uh, for $120 billion. And he's <laughs> looking for Facebook and Disney now as bookends. Yeah. Um, stock starvation, <laughs> right? Homelessness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so and just buying Twitter made his tells uh, his, uh, his other stock go down, uh, Tesla stock. So you never know. Uh, you win some, you lose some. But Twitter... Yeah. Now, we had a president who for four years governed via Twitter. Yeah, we did. Donald Twitter Trump, or the real Donald Trump, mm-hmm. via Twitter. Yeah. That was all he did. He just tweeted. It was a tweet. On well, the crowd. Now, yeah. He was, that's all, I can't believe it. People just thought, oh, that's okay. But he used to do twits. Everything was about, oh, Donald Trump tweeted this today. 
Donald Trump tweeted that. And anyway, he got kicked off of um, Twitter um, just before, just after the January 6th insurrection. Because uh, people just gave up on him. He was just... Well, he's also legally liable, you know. I mean, he, he started... Also a matter of liability, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, he decided recently with his team, Team Trump, to start their own social media uh, thing for Twittering. You know, Uh, it's not Twitter, but it's it's called Truth Social. Yeah. And it was a Twitter knockoff. Now. I have my own Twitter. It's over here. Hey, my own Twitter. Yeah, anyway, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen to the announcement of this uh, thing, uh, and uh, you'll see how it went. Truth. This is a, this is the launch announcement. Uh, Trump's Truth Social is now online. Rollout this week, according to sources invited to test it. About 500 people have started using an early version of the app, which has pledged to deliver an engaging and censorship-free experience. Two sources told Reuters they received an email earlier this week inviting them to test Truth Social. Users have already begun posting on the beta version, including Trump's account verified at Real Donald Trump, with a message saying, quote, Get ready. Your favorite president will see you soon. By late Wednesday, Trump's account on Truth Social had 317 followers. Now, his his uh, Trump, uh, his Twitter knockoff, Truth Social, was not available in Australia. I tried to join. I oh, tried darn to, it. Uh, uh, huh? Really? Seriously? What I, I, I wanted to, It wasn't available overseas. Uh, uh, when it launched, uh, I wanted to join it. I even uh, did a, um, uh, you know, as if I was in another country, and I still couldn't do it mm-hmm. um, because guess what? What it it just fell over almost immediately. Oh, it? You know who's in charge of it? Devin Nunez. You remember that? Clip? Oh no, the guy from California. Oh, what a dork! The Peter Laurie of the Senate who like scurried up to Trump, you know, during the entire Mueller investigation, he he'd run up to Trump and leak whatever he knew about the investigation every fucking day. That's the job he got. Yeah, um, Harry Farmer. Anyway. You know, actually, the Republican, the Peter Laurie of the United States Senate. Truth <laughs> social. Former Republican President Donald Trump is reportedly fuming, fuming over the failure of Truth Social, the social media program platform that his team launched after he was booted from Twitter for peddling disinformation that incited the insurrection at the United States Capitol building. Truth Social's sluggish rollout angered Trump, according to the Washington Post. A source who spoke to the publication said Trump is now considering... Uh, joining Getter, a truth social competitor, prides <laughs> itself uh, for its committed, commitment. Getter? Principles of free speech. Getter. Getter. Double TR. Getter. That's what he said every time he, he went to Vegas. Trump apparently did not believe. Yeah. Trump apparently did not believe Truth Social was ready for prime time, uh, the source said. And Devin Nunez. The former California Republican representative who Me. left office to run the app. He left office to run the app? I thought he was voted out. Yes, 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 yes. Has thus far failed 
to assuage uh, Trump's concerns and remained largely silent despite questions from reporters. You got splendid though. Yeah, anyway. It's been, with, going on. <laughs> it's been plagued, plagued with problems since its launch. The yeah. app promises open, free, honest uh, global conversation without discriminating against political ideology, but it wasn't global because I couldn't join it. Anyway, yeah. he was widely mocked Widely mocked. Yeah, mocked, I tell you. Yeah, after news uh, outlets reported that the terms of ser service included a clause stating that users may not disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site. So basically, you couldn't go on to Truth Social and say, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, but what happened that really, really put a, a, a stake through their heart was when they started doing false profiles. Play the track, Bill. False profile, okay, here it is. If you're wondering how bad things are going for Donald Trump's new social media site, Truth Social, well, consider the reports that came out over the weekend showing that they've been busted now, creating fake, fake profiles on their site for legitimate news networks. This is according to a new report from Axios that again came out over the weekend. They didn't explicitly tell us which outlets, of course, they were mimicking, but you can go on there and see if they're still there and haven't been deleted already. But here's the big problem. Truth Social was having a big issue recruiting legitimate people to their website. So what they did was they make all these fake profiles for news outlets, you know, like CNN and whatnot, making it look, using official logos, making it appear that these legitimate news sites had, in fact, made their way over to Truth Social. And, of course, people believed it. People thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't just a fly-by-night stupid grift by Donald Trump. If you have legitimate news outlets there, maybe I should sign up. And that was the point of it, to create this air of legitimacy in an otherwise absolute and complete shit show. Because that's what it is. That That's what Truth Social was pretty much always going to be. That is what experts were telling us even before they launched just eight days ago. Oh, wow. That was, yeah, it's a pretty sad. That was Farron Cousins uh, giving that report. Uh, he's great. He's a great guy to watch on uh, YouTube. Yeah. but to, And to subscribe to. But it's just so ridiculous that they would resort to that kind of uh, no, it's false advertising. Um, Everything's a con. Everything is a con. I, I you know, I, seriously, anything that comes out of those people's mouths or Fox, you know, I mean, Tucker Carlson is fucking, you know, we're, we're all losing our manhood. Oh, oh fucking shut up. Really? <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like, I've been doing this for 10 years. You know that? 10 fucking years of listening to this chicken shit they throw up like fucking shrapnel every fucking day. And it's all crap. Truth Social was always a con. The only question is, you know, did he make money off of it? You know, I mean, and, and Tucker Carlson is such a douche, you know. He's noise. He's absolute noise. But the terrifying thing is that, you know, there are people out there who, uh, 
They'll believe him. But, I mean, I think the thing is that we can't allow these fuckers to be in power. Um, and right now, no one's going to jail. Right now, let me. Uh, I understand why people are frustrated. I mean, look, look what's happened. You know, there's not a fifteen dollar minimum wage. That didn't happen. No. There's not Medicare for all. That didn't happen. There's not any climate change uh, legislation of any merit that got passed. That didn't happen. So a lot of Democrats are going to be looking at the board and going, and what, what the fuck does it matter anymore? And I know, see, personally, I know that because I, I, I watch politics. And if you understand politics, you know that you can't afford to feel that way. But I understand also why people are just going, well, what the fuck? You know, what, what the fuck? You know, it's like smoke them if you got them. What are you going to do? You know, unfortunately, you do that and you're done. You know, you're absolutely done. But I'm really scared about the midterms, Randy. I I don't I think that there's a they're only six problem. months away. Yeah, we gotta do something, man. And you gotta start putting some fuckers in jail. I mean, this has gotta stop. You know, I mean, uh the former chief of staff the other day said, you know, they asked him to testify and told him to fuck off a fuck up a row. And they've been telling the congressional committee to fuck up a row for the last six goddamn months. And all those people were referred over to the Department of Justice to get their fucking ass sued and dragged in to fucking to, to, to testify. Not one peep out of Merrick Garland. Nothing. And I'm starting to believe that, you know, maybe it's, it's very, very possible that, uh, look, if you don't get rid of these people, if you don't start coming at these people, they're going to win. They're going to yeah. win. You know, they're, they're just going to fucking win. And you should be scared, you know. And I can't understand why people are giving a hard time to, uh, you know, if you're rationally, you think about what Biden's done in a short period of time, you realize he's the best that you could possibly get at this particular time. And you're on drugs if you think, but, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I think America is on drugs. I, I just have no fucking idea what they're going to do. I just, I, I, I'm very, very pessimistic. So, you know. No, I, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That I don't think they know where they're going. 19 states, 19 of the 50, yeah. which is the same number that wanted to join the Confederacy, 19 states have passed laws to restrict voting, yeah. mainly for minorities and yeah. people of color. Yeah. Yeah. And now that is going, if, they not have, if they're supporting democracy, why are they stopping people voting? Yeah, yeah. They're going to win by default because nobody can get to the polls yeah. to not vote for them. That's right. But I mean, I, I, I think that as I've said before, um, it just, I don't know what America, when is America going to start taking responsibility for itself? You know, because you have, uh, but you have a population that's literally, I said this to somebody the other day, you have a population that's literally been in a Skinner box for the past 30 years. And the media plays this country like a, like a fucking harp. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting shocked every day by the new shit that they can get pissed off about. You know, people, men losing their masculinity. You know, it's like, oh. what are we outraged about today? And to, to a certain point, you reach a point where there's just, you can't get outraged anymore. You just become so cynical and dark because this media is constantly feeding you this diet of, you know, uh, shit. Um, you know, to get pissed off about. Amber Heard by Johnny Depp. I joked about it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Do I bother them? It's like you say, hit the five words. Ukraine, climate change. Yeah. um, You know. Ukraine, climate change, climate change. Education, education, healthcare, yeah. Climate change. Climate change. Yet uh, there was a NASA scientist uh, in Florida who actually lit himself on fire the other day. Climate change activist in front of the Capitol building lit himself on fire the other day. No coverage of it whatsoever in any of the major things. He doused himself with gasoline like the Buddhist monk during the Vietnam War years. Doused himself on fire, lit himself on fire. People I know who study climate are moving with their families all right? In 20 years or 30 years, there ain't going to be nothing left of civilization unless we do something about it. And I don't see it happening. Do you see it happening? No. I don't no. see it happening. But we're actually here in Australia, though. Um, it's going to take a while to get to us, just like on the beach, just like the radiation. <laughs> I'm, worried. I'm worried about everybody, you know? I'm... Yeah, anyway. I know, but I'm just saying, Boston, Boston will go. Yeah, Boston will go. Yeah, so we're just here to cheer you up here right here on the Bill Show, the yeah. top satire the, program. Yeah, and, the Great uh, Molasses okay. Flood of 1920. It's uh, hey, listen, we want to say hello to all of our friends out there who listen oh. to this. I'm sorry for a bit of a downer today. But I, I just can't. I'm worn out. But yeah, I'll tell you something. You know, I had a nice conversation with Blue Gal the other day, and we're going to do another interview. With hey, good. Uh, your class of blue gal, give us a yeah. little more of, of the energy we need to keep on going. And God knows. So if you're out there, uh, I'm thinking of you, and Randy's thinking of you. I know that makes you feel a bit queasy, but it's true. And, <laughs> oh, you bastard! Yeah, you that's really a, terrible. <laughs> we love bye, you, Bernie guys. Sanders. Bye, Bernie Sanders. Bye, 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 Bernie Sanders. Bye, bye, everybody out there in podcast land. We'll see you for show two ninety two. Love and kisses. Bye, bye. I go downtown and roam around, but every street I walk, I find another dead end. I'm on my own, but I'm so all alone. I need somebody so I won't have to pretend. I know there's some.